only two episodes two episodes left of Invincible and one episode left of Falcon and Winter Soldier and it's like I need more I don't need less I need more you know well definitely and why you soon contemplate your thoughts welcome to the John Contra Robot Podcast I'm your host Desmond Desi is Dead Robinson nothing nothing wrong Random oh, usually, usually you introduce me, so I well, was waiting for that. Now y'all been introducing yourselves after I introduced myself. Well, that is Ray, Ray Squared Williams. What did you? How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> and this is episode six, um, not the penultimate episode. Uh, the penultimate episode will be episode seven. Like I said, two more episodes left. I'm like, it's getting so fucking good, and it's getting tense. Um, oh my goodness, yes, especially with the ending of this episode. Woo. I'm like, Jesus, I'm worried for Debbie now. I'm worried for Debbie. <laughs> um, and I'm also worried for Art. I'm and Debbie and Art. I'm worried about them. Um, I'm like, wait a minute. I know this is jumping ahead. I don't know. Let's not jump ahead. Let's not jump ahead. Let's start the start the episode where it technically ended off. Where from the last uh, for episode five, the fallout. You see them all. Um, the these EMTs, all these heroes, all these heroes being body bagged by battle beasts are in the hospital. Like they got worked. I mean, worked. Um, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I was, looking at the interview that Robert Kirby did, and we'll push that towards the end because uh, it, it does correlate to episode five and this episode, and help the entire series um, that Robert Kirby, the interview he did. But this uh, this opening, just seeing Black Samson, Monster Girl, and, and Mark himself all fucked, all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> like, fuck. And they really, this, this solidifies. This is not for kids. You, you seen the chest cavity of Mark, just all, all cracked open. You seen blood being coughed open. You seen blur squirted. And I'm just like, holy shit. And but it also, it shows the um, the Mark. It really is like half of like he's half and half. Like he's half human, half Viltrumite because Omni Man. You couldn't. They technically. Crack didn't crack his chest up or anything to fix him. Like they just intubated him. And that was it. Like it looks like his skin is really impenetrable. But Mark, though, oh, they can just open up his skin. Oh, uh, like crack him open, work on his internal organs. Like I'm, I'm no now. Like they're showing more of the difference between a full Viltrumite and someone who's a half breed. But was that the cause of the battle beast? Um, ruined, or was it like them opening them up themselves? I, I would say both, because Battle Beast cracked the skin. <laughs> you see this book? That that mace literally just made his chest open up like a chest burster, and Alien just like holy shit. But um, Debbie just like laying into Nolan as soon as she see her own son on the operating table. Just like laying, you don't, you can just, you can, you can just see the seething anger. Like it just added, like it just adding more to what Debbie already does not 
like like her distress yeah. on Omni Man. But I wonder what's her like logic and uh, her thinking path on getting mad at knowing about that because she was the one that wanted Mark to go out to do that. But then yeah. also <sighs> she Because we know that she doesn't know that he was like watching the whole fight the whole time. True. But, but she even told him like she said in the previous episode, she said you she taught him how to be a hero so which means and she even said as much to mark like you should, yes there are world threats but she also think about those who can't defend themselves they use your powers the right way she was like trying to make mark a super a, not a real round pretty much what eve is doing not always thinking about the like the global threats like the threats that they have the powers to actually help with so in a way his mother is like ground like making sure he's grounded but not being to where she's now noticing her husband is like fuck him. That's how I see it. This is like oof. And then um Cecil and um that Nolan conversation. But I like that I like that jab. <laughs> he was like, Well, he is half human and that reassures me enough. I was like <laughs> Oof. Yeah, he's like that. It's reassuring to see that he's half human. Like that, that he's like he's half human and he's acting like a teenager, and that's reassuring. He was like he's taking subliminals at Nolan. I know. Shit. I know, and that and that that scowl that that just when he's looking at his son, when when he finally woke up, I was like, man, I'm gonna have to give it to these animators, like. They're putting these subtle facial touches that you normally will see on actors, and they like see it in animation, and just like blatantly has that look on his face, and I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, I'm still, I'm still not sold on animation. Well, still this is, I think what people are, I think this is the first time we've seen. Uh, normally, American animated shows they're sent overseas to be animated and worked on. This is all in house. All done here in the U.S. and Canada, which is I, I feel like that's a first. And then looking at the credits, Corey Walker is the lead um, production designer. That's cool. So that's like well, when, you, when your friend is um, the executive producer and the head of Skybound and the creator of Invincible, I mean, you, you're bound to get a top position on the show. So eh. But this is, I'm gonna talk. This is the first season. We'll get to season when we get to season two. Maybe more episodes, you know, than eight. Give us like I, I'm fine with twelve. I'm fine with twelve. It's hearing eight episodes. This like you know, it's only finite. That you know, like it's it's the eventuality that's gonna be over, super quick. Mm. But um. And then just seeing Robot showing emotions. Like, this is literally Robot is Spock. But, no, that's future spoilers. That's future spoilers. Um, I like the fact that Black Samson called on it. Was going well, for it. I thought you would say that he's Spock because <laughs> Zachary Quinto is playing. Yeah, but the way how Robot is just so enthralled with Monster Girl. Like, he it, it's... But, 
that's a future spoiler. We don't know. It's weird, it's weird though. It's low-key weird. It is low-key yeah. weird. Um, and you've seen them, like, them same in Black Samson's life. And I'm like, I'm trying to remember, did he get his, co- his powers back in the comics? Like, that one has always been foggy with me. I don't remember, but as you can see, that they um, foreshadowed that he has his powers back. Yeah, but it like, took him getting his ass beat for his powers to come back. I'm like, okay. Okay. Because like, I don't remember. That is one I'm going to have to definitely go back. I don't remember him getting his powers back. But um, they heal. Monster Girl, Samson, and Mark are fully healed. They're back out it, but Monster Girl still touch and go because of her powers. Um, then we go back to Mark talking to Amber. Then he got hit. That Eve is fucked up. He got hit by a bus. He's gonna get clowned for the rest of his life. That was like seriously. You know how to like William said. Have you not know how to look across the street, look both ways in kindergarten? Forget about that. Um, that right, and the trope with between Amber and Mark, and I, I knew it was going to get to that point, and I'm ugh, tired of that trope. Tired of that trope. Like, just tell her you fucking invincible. God damn it. Annoying. But um, what did you think about that? <clears throat> about Amber? Yeah, that whole the basically like that whole scene where Mark is finally back and you see he's bruised up. Yeah. Uh man, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know about the relationship between Mark and Amber because I don't know, I feel like she's like always hanging over his head that like Oh, I might break up with you next time. We keep on doing this shit. Just like break up with him, move on. If you're doing something toxic, what's toxic? What's toxic is you holding this over his head, like completely, constantly, knowing that like maybe like stuff is out of his control. Like if this is not the type of lifestyle you want and the type of relationship you want, just break it off. Or like yeah, like give him a warning, let him know that I don't like this. Then after that, just break it off because at this point, you just being like super toxic and be like giving people anxiety. We're like, oh, I might, I might break up with you next time. I was getting ready to break up with you, Mark. So like, I'm, I'm annoyed by Amber. To be honest with you, you wanted to be done. I wanted to be done. Let let him and Eve get together already. We know that she's just a what obstacle for now. I wouldn't say the obstacles. It's just Mark is not focused on on Eve. Like Eve is focusing on Mark. Like you tell, like the glances she gives him, like the like she. I wouldn't say she wanted. She, she liked the. I, mm, no. I'll just say she wasn't expecting the hug, but it was welcomed. Mm. Um, and then her, her and her parent just Jesus fucking. I never oh wanted, I never wanted to hit someone so hard. Like I know it's animation, but god damn her father's like I would have backhand the shit out of him to the point where he needed his mouth wired shut. My mom's complicit too though. I know. She, 
she's uh she's uh, not as bad as him but being complicit with like abuse like that is and then trying, it's horrible and trying to force gender normatives on someone just like oh get the fuck out of here bro like shut the fuck up <laughs> hey she's doing my best for her and that's the right what the right decision is just to leave them leave that toxic situation let's go off and make your life as your own yeah um and we see them go to mark convinces william to let him and amber go to visit rick um at the university um this one and this is the the most subtle change to rick from the comic because rick was not implied nor it was like it was like over the course of the series of the, of the comic series where rick came out and it was him and um william together as um as a couple um mm-hmm. this one was like right off the bat he um he is he's gay so i was like okay i was like that is that's like instead of just playing around like if this keeps on going instead of playing it around like he is he, he is who he who he he feels who he is um mm. But then we get we meet D.A. Sinclair. Never liked it, that dude, and now he has a voice. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> and knowing where it goes, I'm like, fuck! I hate this dude. Hate this dude. We're gonna see more of this motherfucker as the series go on. <sighs> Damn it! But he was voiced properly. <laughs> it was it was all right. I'm just like I'm, I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a, of anything. He's up there with um, Shane. Of characters you want dead, dead. At least Shane got taken out. This motherfucker is still was still around. And, this motherfucker is still around and kicking. Ugh. My goodness. I mean, come on. That his intro, his introduction. Just Jesus Christ. Dude, man, like this episode was almost too much for me. How so? I'm like, you know, I can't handle blood, gore, and all that stuff. People's heads um, exploding, but I cannot handle body mutilation. Oh, okay. Because um, also the voice of that jock was Justin Roiland, the voice of Rick and Morty. He was that jock. Damn. He was the jock that got his throat um, slit and his voice box taken out. You know, very like, graphic. So. Like, it, it has to be, like, something drastic for you to, like, go from hating a character mm. and then feeling super bad for that character real fast. I think the only like, people, I think some people, people who knew it was Justin Roiland felt bad, but me, I'm just like, eh, you, you talk shit, and shit happens to you. Karma. I look at it as karma. So... You know, mm. but it also shows that um, what's cool, what's great about this episode is like yes, we get to a head where we we're not at your point where you want Amber and Mark to finally break up or Mark to break up with Amber, but I feel Mark is not he's you can tell his heart is not in it to being a hero after what happened, but also I don't think he was like a hundred percent healed. Like he said he kept on clutching his body, like specifically his chest. Mm. Every time he got hit, so you can tell like he's not a hundred percent healed. And I like that subtle like hint, like 
he's still lingering with an injury, and he's doing all mm-hmm. this. So I was like, okay, I like that. I, I, I like that um, that little point they put where like he needs to rest before he can go out and be a hero. But then we finally got what I wanted. William finally finding out that Mark is invincible. Fucking hey, dude. I, I'm just like that whole thing about him finding out was like cool and stuff like that. Um, I just don't like his reaction afterwards. You know, he's like, uh, Mark just has a lot of toxic people in his life. He's like, oh, fly me out. I'll tell everyone you're invincible. Or like, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you're invincible. Blah, blah, blah. Just kept on coming at him for that. that. Like, Mark has some toxic ass motherfuckers in his life. Didn't like, he do yeah, that? Him. He did that in the comics as well, though. But except for he's that like, doesn't, that doesn't mean he's not toxic. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm just tired of shit. Like if if I find that my friend was a hero, I'll be like, yo, that's dope. I'm gonna keep this secret. You can trust me and stuff like that. But no, this man, I'll make it straight for the throat and say like, yo, I'm gonna snitch on you if you don't find me out right now. Like the fuck? I thought it was best friends. But it shows you how quick Mark is now at flying. Because he took him in and out real quick. <laughs> I, I like it shows the, you how, how his powers improved. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we... He kept on calling... I was like, Alpha Male. Like, no. Rick is just defending not only William, but he's just defending people. Like, a normal person. That's not being an Alpha Male. That's just being, like, a thoughtful fucking person through a... A snake ass motherfucker like you, DNC Clan. I really don't like that character. There's characters in comic history you do not want created, and this is like one of those ones. Like he's like a more smarmy version of Doctor Doom. Mm. Once again, future spoilers. I can't say what happens to him, but um, we do get oh. more of the mutilation that you don't like. Oh. Um, Mainly in the fight where the skin is being peeled off, you see the deformed face oh of, my of, God, the, of the um of that jock, and then him just and the thing, him impaling himself onto that. You know, the th- the thing is about the whole fight though is that like he wasn't trying to fight; he was like called out for help, and that was like the thing that was messed up the whole time. You see, like oh, all these people like are distressed and running around, but like that dude is going through a lot of fucking pain. I don't know what to do. So confused in this moment of need. And, like, you know, I would just wish, like, Mark just took some time out and just analyzed the situation and be like, damn, this guy's not actually my enemy. He's not trying to attack me. Oh, man. But, like, I guess that's, like, comes with his naivety, his age, and not being able to, like, fully scope out the situation as to what it is, you know? Even, like, with the uh, impelling. You know, like if if I saw like my enemy appeal itself on like a I don't know on like a rod or something, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, okay, there's something more to this. And Mark was just like, mm, okay, it's done. Like, no, I would like go investigate, go through that whole day it came out of, and like knit this shit in the bud. But it also goes back to what you were saying about why you want Amber and Mark to break up because he was so focused on Amber and him trying to. Keep up his identity, but also be like, no, I actually went for help. Like trying to pull, trying to pull that card, but it also shows that card does not work really. That pretty much like pulling the Spider Man, like, oh, I went for him to get help. I think this is like also like a thing of like 
it's hard to date someone that doesn't understand you. Yeah. You know, someone that has a different background as you, different lifestyle as you. Like, it's hard because they won't completely understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And you have to sit there and, like, have them, like, try to trust you. And then, but no, they they don't. Like, as Amber showed, like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it doesn't work out because of that. And what Mark needs um, at this point is someone that understands his background, understands what he's going through, actually, you know, lives the same lifestyle as him. Mm-hmm. So you, you still pulling for that Eve and Mark relationship? I'm, I'm not pulling. Like, it's like the natural fit, you know? It's just like, um, I'm like, it's just like normal relationships. Like, if I see someone that's like, you know, I'm rooting, like, I was rooting for them, you know? But, like, their background is so, their lifestyles is too are too toxic for each other for them to coexist. So I just think that it's best for both of them to move on. All right. Well, because Mark is so focused on Amber, um, William goes on his own to find Rick and try to save him on his own. And then we get gruesome scene part two. William almost losing his arm. Damn. Just whoof. I was like, wow, they really went there. They really went there. But I just remember, I was like, he's going to get saved anyway, like he did in the comic. <laughs> That's like one true thing for the comic, because this this whole scene, I was like, oh, shit. They was in college, though, when this happened. But thank goodness he didn't lose his whole arm, man. True. But I was he like. He just cut into Uh-huh. He just cut into it slightly. Still. That's, you still going to feel it, though. A buzzsaw to Are the you, skin, you still gonna feel it. Sure, sure, sure. But he didn't feel it enough to that whoop the shit out of that dude. God <laughs> damn, he threw some hands on him. I was like, <laughs> hey, fight when your fight or flight kicks in, you gonna you gonna beat some ass. And he, he did the proper thing and he beat he whipped his um DA Sinclair's ass. And then Mark came in with the pip hand. Came in oh with the pip hand. Like I said, his jaw was literally right to his ear. Re- rearranged that dude's jaw. Oh my god. There's no surgery that would help that shit. <laughs> I was like, thank you! Fuck! <laughs> that fucking soliloquy bullshit. Damn, I was like, I was like, yo, like, did he murder him? <laughs> did Mark just kill that man? No, oh Sinclair was like, he was like, no, you good. He was like, I want to done it myself. <laughs> he was like, no, you good. But um, them re- like William actually being that voice and tell him like like, and then having an opening say like we both had an intimate moment like this is me, and then William like Rick just clicking and he's like, is yeah you took out a certain cortex of the brain but our brains you may take out a certain lobe in our brains science kicked in and he remembered himself took out that um that neurochip that controls them. That's fine. And it was Mark, uh, Mark and Rick able to um take out the um take down the reanimant. It's still fucked up, man. Yeah, like this whole shit, this whole situation just fucked up because, um, you know he's never gonna be the same. See, now he has to live his life like that. Yeah, and that's fucked, man. Like, okay, like just like you can like put parallels to like Cyborg's Justice League, you know, um. Justice, Justice League Cyborg, you know, he has these amazing powers, he's able to do these amazing things, but, like, at what cost? To his, like, injuries, to his, like, mutilation, to his body not being, um, um, being quite 
what he wants it to be, mm-hmm. you know, or like, uh, it just it, it's it's very um, I don't know, disturbing to like witness that happening. You know, it's just yeah, like someone something's out completely out of your control, and someone like implements this thing on you without your choice or consent. It's just like it adds a whole new level of horror for me. Yeah, because I I know. Williams is going to try to pursue a romance with Rick, but it was like, he also calls back, like, when you mentioned Cyborg, Cyborg has a romance, and I'm also thinking, like, how is that going to work? You, you literally, the only thing that is human of you is your hand, heart, and your head, and the brain. You have, you, like, how is that going to work? You are the definition, like, like now with Rick being a reanimant, you are a definition of half half man, half bot. Like, I wouldn't, I would, I'd be like, no, I'm secluded. Cecil, keep me in a in a, in a locked room. I don't want to be within the human public ever again. Mm. That'd be me. Bro, I'm assuming he's becoming a hero. I, I think this version of um of Rick will probably be yeah, more likely to be a hero as opposed to um I think he yeah he was he just stayed going back to school trying to um, finish school with him and William together. Eventually, really? they was together. They they finally that like I said, this is the difference between this version of Rick and comic Rick is because Rick here is accepting who he is. Well, comic Rick is like. It took him a while for him to build a relationship with William and to get to that point. So, the, that is a vast difference between this and comic, once again. Um, the whole... I think this was... and Like I said, I'll wait to the interview later. But um, And then we get to Debbie and Art. Um, checking out Omni Man's suit. First, well, we got Omni Man realizing, oh, this woman took my suit. My own wife took my suit. Okay. And I'm like, he has super hearing. I was like, Omni Man got super hearing. I was like, I, I didn't even remember that power. Or, or like, what do you make of that scene? Because when we we, we see our and Debbie examining the suit and then realizing, like, oh, Omni-Man did this. And then mm-hmm. Nolan just standing right in front of the building. Like, is he following Debbie? Or does he have super hearing? Or does he have um, the vision? Whatever the fuck you call that. I don't remember. I think it's believable that he has super hearing. Like, he's their um, version of Superman, so... It's only natural that he has all Superman's abilities. Like we, like what have we seen Nolan do? Like we, don't, we haven't like gotten much action with Nolan, so we like his powers is like a mystery to us right now. We don't know the extent of his powers. Well, so. the, that the opening, that ending at episode one gave us a good hint of his powers. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. That was just a little taste, though. You know, <laughs> I feel like that was like a fast uh, exhibition of his powers. So. You know, what about his passive, you know, powers? We don't know about that. Okay. That is true. That, it makes, like, 
And then that just that tense situation of him and Art on top of the building just having a beer. Like, Damn. <laughs> Art was shook. <laughs> would you? I would be too. You don't I know. Too. You don't know if Nolan thinks you're you having an affair, or you know that he that he killed the the Guardians of the Globe. It's just he just like oh shit. I I just love that whole situation between Art and um what's his name wife's name again Debbie. Um, Debbie, when like De- Debbie's like, no, maybe maybe they attacked him first. Maybe um something happened, and like he's like, okay, let's examine the blood because blood oxidizes. Mm-hmm. So the oldest blood is going to be like the um you know the driest one, mm-hmm. the most oxidized um, part of the suit, you know. And like lo and behold, his knuckles was like fucking <laughs> oxidized to hell. So he's like, yo, he struck the first punch. Yep. So this is the oldest blood. Yep. So and I think, was... if I remember correctly, the first person he fucked up was Red Rush. Yeah, Red Rush because Red Rush was like, like low key. He was like the um, MVP because he was saving people. He was like pushing them out the way and stuff like that. Yeah, he, he was he was a badass. But fruitless effort. You have to though. get it. Fruitless effort. Though. I think the worst out of that whole fight, Guardians fight was um, Darkwing. He got whipped. Uh, Why the black man had to die so horribly? Either way, no black. <laughs> both black people got killed the worst way. Mm. I, I let's keep one hundred. Like God damn it! The only person who came out unscathed yeah. in all this is um Black Samson and uh Titan. <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> We are well. That's a future spoiler. I'm not going to mention anything. Um, but then we get um Amber, not Amber, Eve, doing what she says she can do with her powers: help repop, um, help farms, help stop mudslides, stop forest fires, repopulate the forest. Like her actually using her powers for good. Mm. Like she says she would, and that's and that's and that's um, a good natural progression with with her her character development. Um, but then we get to Robot with the Molar Twins. Um, we see him growing wherever the, you already know, it's the blood of Rex explodes. We know as the, as the audience, that is the blood of Rex explodes, so which means he's more likely growing a clone. But, mm. Molar Twins, and this is calling back in the comic because I was waiting for this part. We go into the grave of immortal so i was waiting for it and it looks like it may happen in episode seven immortal is back but controlled by the molar twins that's what i think is going to happen in episode seven she was going to break that control oh yeah and go straight for no <laughs> that is oh, that you think that would be the catalyst of um of the nolan versus mark fight um i think so it's gonna be like, why did you put him down like that? So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Um, how many episodes we have left? <laughs> Two. Two. Okay. Okay. So I think the last episode is gonna be him being brought to life, um, back to life. I think at the end of the episode is gonna be brought back to life, you know. And then you're gonna see like the um, fallout from him being brought back to life. Anyways, 
like yeah. that. So like the last, like uh-huh. like I said, the last episode is gonna be the big the big bang. Okay. I'm I'm more inclined to like I, I like last week. I agree with you. I think episode eight is gonna be the fallout episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I definitely agree because now that we got more information, we see the Waller twins going for Immortal's body, use as leverage against robot. Black Samson has his powers back. Monster Girl's healing, so she I mean, she's out of the fight. Um, you still got Rex. You still got Duplicate. Still roaming around. Robot doing whatever the fuck he's doing. We still got Debbie to worry about in the midst of all this. Um, Mark is still trying to heal, but he's still indifferent to being a hero. Episode 7 is going to be very interesting. Episode, the last, these last two episodes are going to be very interesting, and I like the fact that this is hour long. So mm-hmm. they, they can do so much more in our, uh, for our series as opposed to just being 30 min- 22 minutes, actually. And then we have to wait. Dude, I am so... We are so spoiled by one hour episodes. Like I cannot stand a show that's three minutes. I know, right? And like one division it was fine because it was built to be that way. But when it comes to animation though, I mean come on, this is now that should be the new standard for animated shows. Give us hour long, short short season, hour long episodes. That's why I have like my hero academia. I mean like Yes, I I bought season one and two on Amazon Prime, and I can just keep continuing on. But then you got season three, four, five, and then I have to wait between seasons. And I'm not a manga reader anymore. It's just uh, I like the fact we can unlock for animated series. Mm. Probably, I, I will probably do some of my hair academia talk. I actually um getting back into the series, started over. Uh, I don't fuck with My Hero Academia. Oh, well, that's you. Because of Invincible, it made me go back to My Hero Academia. And people want to, of course, draw comparisons between the two. They are? Of course, yeah. I'm only watching it again. I'm only watching My Hero Academia again because I was craving like that animated superhero show. Like some ori- like original content, not like going straight for like a Batman or a Superman or anything like that. Like just straight up original superhero content. And My Hero Academia is like the closest you- I'll get to it because you don't see like no shows doing like r- original superhero material. So mm-hmm. like Invincible, yes, it's a comic, but it's still an original comic turned into a series. Like My Hero turned from manga into an anime, but no. Maybe one day we'll get more people d- doing original con- original shows for superheroes and stuff like that. Make it more adult. Mm. I, I, like, this is the one time I'm actually glad it's made, like, tiered for adults, not for kids. Well, Amazon's been killing it lately with their superheroes, you know, with the boys and mm. such. So the boys and now with Invincible, <laughs> they're doing good with their superhero stuff. Yeah. All right, we're now at the end of this episode. What do we give this episode? Oh, and also the blonde hair teenager is also voiced by Justin Roiland, a Rick and Morty fan. So, but I'm going to give this episode, because of the Amber thing, 
because she, she's really, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but she's getting on my nerves as well. And I'm going to have to give this episode a 7.5. I, I want less, I, I hate to say this by time, we're now at the point where I want, and hearing your, um, hearing your, 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 your view on it. And it's now like feeling like, all right, I agree. Giving this a yeah. 7.5. <laughs> we would have took out the Amber drama. Yes, we would have. It would have been the Mark's portion would have been resolved quickly, but this I can't tell you because I'm a hero type. But you let your friend, you let William slide. Nah, come on, come on. I'm more now. I'm, I'm, I'm more worried. I'm, I'm more focused on Deb, on Deb, um, on Deb than I am with Mark now because 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 of the Amber situation. Get rid of Man. Amber, and I'll be more focused on Mark. Man, I, man, that he's no, he's not gonna do either than Debbie, man. He's not gonna hurt her. I don't know. He's getting to that point. Mm. But uh, that's seven point five for me. What do you, what do you, what do you give this episode? I give it an eight, dude. Oh, okay. I thought it was, like, I thought it was interesting enough. It had like um, suspense between Nolan going on, like it had like multiple different genres going on in this episode. Like we have like um, some suspense, some thriller with Nolan like looking around for his suit and his wife, um, you know, creeping around trying to find out what's going down. Um, we have some action, we have some horror. So like this episode had a lot of it, and we had some heartbreak. So yeah, this episode had a lot of that. So I give it an eight. Okay, that's very. I think it's very solid. Um, and now. The interview portion I was talking about. Um, Robert Kirkman did say that they love the he liked the fact that comic readers who read the comic are expecting certain things as it goes along. He said they give but they you, don't have to. but he's like we give comic book fans comic book readers enough to be like they know where they're what what comic they're pulling from. But still, the show is for people who may have never read Invincible. So I and now I can really see it. So he was like, and then so given the fact that it's been some time since 2017 since Invincible ended, it's given him time to, like he said, he's been working on the animated series and the movie that will be still happening for a while. He said the movie's still in active development. Um, Seth Rogen is still attached. Um, he said, he's, he's, he can't, well, he couldn't say what, um, what, uh, what's happening to the movie, um, story-wise, but he said certain beats are still in there. He said, he said if you want a good example, he said, watch this card, <laughs> watch the animated series. I was like, okay. All right. Um, he's best friends with Jason Matukas, who voices Rex Float. Um, he, he said, casting the Walking Dead actors who was already killed off, minus Ross Marquand. He said that was on purpose. <laughs> um, There's Steven Young being the lead. He's a Steve Young. He was like, give me Steve Young. He said the fact that he's now an Oscar nominated actor. He said that he's like that. He's like he's proud of him. He's like him being them being friends. He's like he loved the fact that that that's happened for him. Yeah, that's crazy, man. To see his growth as an actor, yeah. and for him to be doing this show at the same time as him getting like you know Austin on, like the dude uh, has come a long way in like 
Hopefully he doesn't get too big for this show. <laughs> um, he said he wanted Kari Payton to do multiple voices for Invincible, which include Titan. Um, he said he did not have a hand in casting Mahershala Ali. He said the casting director put out the offer, and he said yes. And he said he was like she. He, Mahershala said what? He said yes. He said seriously. He said Oscar winner Mahershala Ali said he'll do it. He said, the, the cast, he said the cast director was looking at him dumbfounded. Like, yeah, he said yes. And he was like, but I'm like, even I would be like, hold up. I'm like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this Oscar winner said yes. He wants to be, is <laughs> down to do this project. <laughs> I would have been. But how like, much we paying him, though? I'd be like, I, how much we paying him, though? I know, right? <laughs> like, but the thing is, though, you can see Mahershal Ali. He, it's, I think it's part of the craft because he done. Um, Rami on Hulu for a season. He's done True Detective. Like, he doesn't mind doing television and film. It's just like he wants to work. So I was like, I, I, I get that kind of a sense from Mahershala Ali. And I was like, that's kind of cool, though, that he's, he's doing this. And I mean, like, we'll see more Titan soon. I know that for sure. But will Mahershala Ali come back season, for season two and beyond? You just can't. We just, well, once again, that's a few Titans of Future spoiler, so I'll just be quiet on that part. Um, no, there's too many fucking Future spoilers that we can't even touch on. God damn it. All right. I guess that's a good way to end this episode of the Giant Carter Robot Invincible Reaction to Episode 6. Oh, my God. Two more episodes. I hate the fact there's two more episodes left. That's you have to wait like a whole, almost a whole year for the next one. Yep. Oh, man. Why did you put that in my head now? We gotta wait a full year for the next one. A year! Actually, you know, Robert Kirkman did say they haven't been approved for a season two yet. So, they're working on that. Probably because Steven Yoon Steven is now an Oscar-nominated actor. So, which means that is now up in the air if he comes back to voice Invincible. I don't, I don't actually. I don't want to put that in the ether. I don't want people to quote quote me on that. Don't. I I don't know the behind the scenes. Of it. I just know that they have not been greenlit for season two. But he mm-hmm. he already has drafts done for season two. So still full year. Why can't it be done now? Okay, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Cause there ain't nothing to watch after it. I'll just go back to watching Leverage. There we go. Watching what? Have you seen that show, Leverage? Nope. Dude, you're missing out. It's a good show. That is a good show. Timothy Hutton, Eldris Hodge, who's going to be playing Hawk, uh, Hawkman. He's on the show. He's, mm-hmm. And he's coming back for the revival show. Unlimited capacity because he was doing that show with uh, Kevin Bacon, um, and he's off to um, play Hawkman in Black Adam. So he's in the limited capacity on Leverage um, Series Two. But yeah, a lot of good content. Well, for others, a lot of good content for me. I mean, like, like I said, I'm not gonna be on Loki. I'll be on Marvel What If though when that comes out later in the year. Yeah, with that. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But 
Once again, thank you for listening to John Cosby Robot Podcast. This is episode 101. Episode 100 was our Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. Um, we'll do something for issue well, episode 130, like a giant size issue of the podcast. I mean, eh, nobody was around. Nobody didn't want to come on a Friday to be, get the big spectacle. But we'll, we'll do something big. So enjoy episode 100. Enjoy this episode of episode 101 of the Giant Patrick Roll mm-hmm. Podcast. Um, the party's going to keep on going over to Cyberpunk 2077 for me. So, yeah. Listen to this on SoundCloud. Spot. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs>